I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. If you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Steve Rinella, Giannis Patelis, Chester Floyd, Seth Morris, Corey Calkins, Corinne Schneider, and special guest Dan Flores. Now, Dan, you're an educated fella and very accomplished in academia, but how do you feel about trivia? Uh, I don't feel so good surrounded by you guys. I think you guys are going to be better at this than me. No, think I so? I don't think that. <laughs> Steve was just talking you up here before we started recording. Yeah, he Steve. thinks you have a chance. Uh-huh, well, Steve. he's a, he's an academic. Mm-hmm. Well, he, the guy gets paid to sit around and read. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. That puts you in a good position. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. Can there you plug Dan's new book real quick? Yeah, go go ahead. You you do it for oh. me. Uh, Dan is here because we are. We just did an interview for the Meat Eater podcast about his new book, Wild New World: The Epic Story of Animals and People in America. And uh, it's available now, so go check it out. I love it. What uh, like what time period does that focus on? Sixty million years. <laughs> It, uh, it actually begins with the asteroid impact 66 million years ago. So oh. I can, yeah. Recreate. So no dinosaurs in the book? No, no dinosaurs. Okay. He, dis- he dispatches mm, with yeah. them within a page or two. <laughs> yeah. Not even a page, a sentence. <laughs> and, then, and then it ends yesterday. Okay. Yeah. It like ends that. the day he quit reading writing the book. I like that. I wish there was more dinosaurs, but uh, but I'm sold. I like it. I like it. Now, there is a prize for the winner. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we are looking at the first question of every game, which is always multiple choice. 
Leo Anakin wrote in to say that him and his best friend in middle school decided that if they didn't know the answer to a multiple choice question on a test, they'd answer C. Well, if I was their teacher, they'd be at the top of the class because of how often C is the correct answer. Here's the breakdown. 24% of the time in meat eater trivia, A is the right answer. B is correct 21% of the time, C is correct 34% of the time, and D is correct 21% of the time. So just like Leo did in middle school. So you have a tendency to bury the correct answer at the third. At C, 34% of the time. Now, I would bet that that's going to wildly correct. Yeah, of course, correct. It's going to wildly so? correct. Or maybe that's what you think, oh. and it's going to keep being uh, C. Yeah. What, what was the lowest one? It goes A, 24%. B, 21%, C, 34%, D, 21%. I could see him doing this, though. I could see him being like, well, I'm not going to use C anymore. Uh-huh. Then I could see him saying, well, everybody's going to know that, so I am going to use C. And then I could see him saying, but everybody's going to know that. That's right. It's I just think, like it's like Wallace so Shawn in the not uh, use in C. the in the Princess Bride when <laughs> yeah. they're trying which cup yeah. is poisoned. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think... Now, Leo was pointing out that uh, I have gone against randomness by making C the correct answer so often. But I think that is more random than not because of what you just said, Steve. It's, it's going to create some great tension with these multiple choice questions. But if you're not sure going forward, answer C because there's a better in one in three chance that that's the right answer. Now, we have some housekeeping to get to on trivia before we get started on a previous episode of trivia i said that the bass pro pyramid in memphis was built in 1954 about a dozen listeners wrote in to let me know that it was actually conceived in 1954 (laughs) construction started in 1989 it's a long gestation period and it was finished (laughs) in 1991 what happened between 54 and 89 well can you imagine trying to build a pyramid take some time also in a previous game I asked what three states never had wolves extirpated from them. The correct answer was Alaska, Minnesota, and Michigan. A few listeners wrote in who took issue with this question, though. First, there was a group of listeners who said North Carolina should be considered correct because of the red wolf population there. To their credit, there are about 20 wild red wolves that live there, but the source of those animals was a breeding facility that rounded up the last remaining red wolves in southeastern Texas and southwestern Louisiana. In 1980, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service actually declared red wolves extinct in the wild. So, all red wolves were extirpated from various states at some point, despite there being an established population today. With that said, North Carolina would not be a correct answer. Okay, and then there is a second group. You've been Newharthed. There is a second group of Meat Eater Trivia listeners who found a loophole in the question that might have some merit. Here's their argument. Since Hawaii never had wolves, they couldn't technically be extirpated, therefore making Hawaii a correct answer. Now, I wouldn't count it, and I think that's outside of the spirit of the game, but I'll leave it up to the room (laughs) to decide. Do you guys think Hawaii would be a correct answer? If If, I was like a... If I picked it. (laughs) (laughs) I could see making some smart-ass play like that Mm -hmm. and then really arguing it, but I I would put my energy toward what (laughs) I imagined to be the correct answer. Uh-huh. But yeah. Yeah, I guess if you were to ask what states didn't have wolves extirpated from them, technically Hawaii did not have wolves extirpated from them. But I don't know if it's then not possible to be extirpated if it was never there. Did more than one... Oh, question. about a dozen people wrote in. About uh, the Hawaii thing? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a hot topic. And I'm sure for every ah, 12 that write in... Smarty pants is out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a hundred that uh, just didn't want to bother. Damn. If they can't extirpate them because they were never there... 
You'd think it wouldn't they, be Hawaii. I don't know. I'm glad it didn't come up in the room because I'd have been I'd have been stumped. I'd yeah, been you know one. that almost wind up at the Supreme Court. <laughs> I think you're right. Now the Shelby Index for this game of trivia is a four, so today's winner should get about eight correct answers. And with that, we are on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Question one, the topic is fishing. How far is a league? Is it 3.5 feet, 3.5 yards, 3.5 kilometers, or 3.5 miles? How far is a league? 3.5 feet, 3.5 yards, 3.5 kilometers, or 3.5 miles? You know this one, Steve? Ask me in a minute. Okay. <laughs> now, Dan, I don't trust everyone in this room, so I'd hide your answers Dan, yeah, better yeah, than hide that. Your, gonna, yeah. Good Lord, man. He just got laid right out. That's confidence. Now, well, he's still showing me. And he wrote it super fast, so much so that it's shaking my confidence. Does everybody have an answer? Again, we're looking uh, for how far is the league? 3.5 feet, 3.5 yards, 3.5 kilometers. Don't let Steve change. Yeah, he's I changed it. 3.5 miles. I changed it. Because he wrote it cockily. <laughs> he wrote it cockily and then showed it to me. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying 3.5, what does that say, miles? It did. 3.5 kilometers. <laughs> Dan saying 3.5 kilometers. Corey, 3.5 miles. Chester, 3.5 kilometers. Corinne, 3.5 kilometers. Seth, 3.5 yards. And Giannis, 3.5 kilometers. So, Seth, you think Jules Verne's 20,000 leagues (laughs) under the sea was not that deep. That's still pretty deep. (laughs) That's really deep. Well, (laughs) I calculated it once, and I realized that he was out the other side of the earth and halfway to the moon. (laughs) The correct answer is 3.5 miles. (laughs) I knew it couldn't be seen. It wasn't going to be that. Yeah. So Steve, like, Steve wrote Miles, saw Dan's answer, which was written with confidence, and then changed it. And I just calculated this because when I was reading about the Coronado <laughs> expedition, everything was in damn leagues, and I had to go look it up. That's why you got to go with your gut, Steve. Oh, man. Go with you your gut. Why'd you write it down so you fast? <laughs> Dan, this is you your didn't fault. Even think about it. A league is 3.5 <laughs> miles or three nautical miles. Here's why this measurement is confusing to Son people. In the book 20,000 Leagues, under the I sea. Think I, I should be able to go back to what I had because you shouldn't be allowed to cheat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's right. And like I cheated. So you gotta I go sh- back to your original. Like I shouldn't that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, the last you've, you've learned your lesson. I want to go back to my pre-cheat answer. You, it's you the might, right. It's the right thing to do. You might get DQ'd for cheating. I was just saying, you should just be disqualified for this round. Get him out of here. <laughs> the last time I saw a board, we had to flip a coin for which. Mm. Okay, let's do that. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Now, here's why this measurement is confusing to people. In the book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, it's referring to a journey spanning a horizontal distance traveled under the surface of the water. Oh, it is? Not a journey that went to a depth of 20,000 leagues. The deepest part of the ocean is only about two leagues. So, if you were to travel 20,000 leagues deep, you would come out the other side of the Earth and make it about one-third of the Hmm. way to the moon. 
The book refers to how far they went once they got underwater. Yes, because it was like uh, it was like ahead of its time, a submarine that they were hunting this sea creature, which, which I think was like depicted as a narwhal or something. It wasn't to a depth of that far. It was underwater, traveling twenty thousand leagues. Wow, horizontally. I did not huh. know that. That's good information. And that's why it's confusing to people. And that's yeah. why I wouldn't blame Seth for thinking it was feet or yards. Can I hit, I, you, with, can I I hit you with a trivia question? Yeah, let's hear it. I was reading a book last night. And you have it written on your hand And now? I learned a word uh, that I liked so much I wrote it on my hand. <laughs> you know when you have an alluvial an alluvial deposition? Meaning like sediment from a river? Sure. Do you know what they call it when it's a wind deposition? No. Eolian. Eolian, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a word. That's good. What would be an example a of sand a- dune. Okay. Is an eol in is an Eolian deposition. You gonna work that into your uh, vocabulary now? That's why I wrote it on my hand. <laughs> question two: The topic is cooking. This is our work sharp listener question of the week, which was won by Scott Waller for sending this great question. Scott is going to get a work sharp care package that includes three of our favorite knife sharpeners. That's if great. you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at themeateater.com. That's awesome. What Yiddish term describes the rendered fat from geese and turkey? I was hoping to be sex, because I know that. Um, hit it again. What Yiddish oh, term word. describes the rendered fat from geese and turkey? Uh, now enlighten me, Steve. You were hoping it would be the Yiddish term for sex? I think I know what it is. My buddy uses it. <laughs> Are we going to have to bleep Shtuck. this? <laughs> is that Yiddish, Kryn? <laughs> Everything with a sh it's gotta be it's gotta be Yiddish. Again, what Yiddish term describes the rendered fat? Like those from dogs were those dogs turkey. were shtuken. That's good. Mm-hmm. The Yiddish term that describes rendered fat from geese and turkey. I'm back in the game, buddy. Does everybody have an answer? I'm back in the game. Corey, you good? Chester? I would be man, sitting I'm, on I'm head, If I'm Dan hadn't done what he did, I would be sitting right now on <laughs> if two. I, had done it, I would I be sitting on two right. I didn't force you to look over my shoulder. <laughs> Does that surprise you that Steve would cheat like that? No. 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 It seems on brand. Does everybody I have any an classes? Uh huh. So it didn't make sense. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying schmaltz. Dan without an answer, Corey without an answer, Chester no, without yeah, an answer. Yanni, I know there's Corinne a no saying spelling. Schmaltz. Seth, Seth without an answer, and Giannis saying schmaltz, or he no, said schmaltz. No, that's schmutz. not what Yanni said. Schmutz. And I know spelling doesn't count against you, but schmaltz? <laughs> the correct answer is schmaltz. We'll give it to you, Yanni. You're going to give him schmaltz? <laughs> <laughs> it's like schmuck, uh, but with a little schmutz. extra flair. You don't on have it. to give it to me. Well, how, how would have you said it? Did you think it was schmutz or did you think it was schmutz? <laughs> We're not going to give it to you. Yeah, We're yeah, not going to give it to you. Was, if there was an L in there, but it was misspelled, I'd say yeah, but schmutz. In a 2019 article on TheMeatEater.com. I and, and messed, it, messed around You were close. It. You were yeah. close. No, super close. In a 2019 article on TheMeatEater.com, Danielle Pruitt tried turning a wild turkey sponge into schmaltz. She was successful and described the end result as rich in flavor and a good addition to turkey stock. For more on that process, read her article called, Is a Turkey Sponge Edible? Question three, the topic is predators. 
What do you call a female coyote? Dan, this would be the bone that I'm throwing to you. Oh, what why? do you call I, I'm gonna, a I'm gonna female have to coyote? Look over because she likes to share his answers. <laughs> wow, I, I, actually, that's not that big a bone. Uh, this didn't come up in all of your workings on, no, on coyotes? Not really. Uh-uh. What do you call a female coyote? A quick answer from Steve. The rest of the room doesn't seem as confident. Seth, I'm surprised you don't know this one. I don't know it, but. I'm surprised you don't. <clears throat> Man, I've never, I've never heard anyone call <clears throat> yeah. a female coyote. I got, I got two. I wish I could put two down. Mm. Just looking for one. Corey, you seem confident. You had an answer quick. Yeah, maybe. Fairly. You know, if the game ever gets real stale, uh huh, it might be an interesting thing to add in that you could uh, <laughs> get half points by putting two things down. Hmm. But what if you get the second one wrong? I don't know. I'm saying, let's say you ask for a thing like you're asking for a answer. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I know it's either, let's say the answer you're looking for is A, and I know mm-hmm. it's either A or B, and I can't decide. I could go uh, for a half C. You Google it? Mm. By putting A and B down. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Just keep in mind. Does everybody have an answer for what you call a female coyote? Jess, are you ready? Nope. Dan, you got one? I've got one, but it's just a wild guess. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying vixen. Or bitch. Dan saying vixen. Corey oh. saying bitch. Same Chester thing without a, an answer. Same thing as a fox. Corinne saying a Susie. Yeah. Seth saying a sow. And Giannis saying a bitch. Same thing as a fox. Huh? We have a correct answer in the room, and it's bitch. Oh. It's common to call a male coyote a dog or boar and a juvenile coyote a pup. Other animals that use the bitch moniker include domestic dogs, wolves, foxes, and otters. A bitch. Should have thought of that. Because is a, is a vixen, that must be just a, fox. Just, a fox. just a fox. huh? A bitch. This is your game, Corey. I feel yeah. it. How are you doing, Corey? Two for three. Two for three? Really? So you got that one? Yes. Yeah. Question four, the topic is archaeology. This is a visual question. If you want to see what the room is seeing, then go to Instagram and check out at Spencer Newharth. I'll make it my most recent post. In my hand (laughs) is an ancient tool that shares its name with a Star Wars character. What is this tool? In my hand is an ancient tool that we're now passing around, and this tool shares its name with a Star Wars character. What is this tool? What is the tool's name? What is the hey, tool's name? you didn't name? find that, did you? I'll explain in the, uh, oh. the follow-up factor. That could be used mind. for a lot of things. I wouldn't mind having that. <laughs> Star Wars character. <laughs> I have a couple of those. You have one? Yeah. yeah. Two. What, what part like of that. that? Chester has one. Really? What part of the country <laughs> they come from? Montana. New oh. Mexico and South America. Oh. Beautiful. And what is it now? I, I bought one. I bought one <laughs> yeah. at a New Mexico curio shop, ah. and then a guy in South America who was like Amerindian, native South like American, gave it to me and said it was from the ancient ones. Ah. one more time here. This is an right ancient tool that shares its name with a Star Wars <laughs> character. What is the tool? That is an impressive specimen, man. How big are yours? Uh, uh, 
sixth that size. Yeah, yeah they're like that, yeah, right? Yeah. The ones we got. Does everybody have an answer? Does anybody know this, Steve? You yeah, see, you know, because I'm a big Star Wars. I don't. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I'm a big Artifact fan. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Oh yeah. Okay. Does anybody else know this? I was a little kid, you know. Can you give me I initials? <laughs> maybe. You threw me off with Star Wars characters. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I can't. Well, I used to have the guy. Oh. And it, well, he, he, Steve has shared that it's a male Star Wars character. <laughs> it's a Princess Leia. <laughs> Steve is fondling the. I tool. just don't know Star Wars characters, so. Hmm. You want to know a very early. Oh, I was going to tell you a very early memory of mine. I remember pulling up to the Harbor Theater. Where's that at? In Michigan, where I grew up. Far away. It was like the closest theater you could go to was Harbor Theater. And I remember pulling up and saying, that says the Empire Strikes Back. And my brother saying, you can't read that. You just know what it says. I was that little. <laughs> and you don't think you could read it? You think your brother was I right? I think I had it memorized. Yeah. yeah. Does everybody have an answer as to what this tool is called? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying a hammerhead. Dan saying a <sighs> mortar pestle. Corey saying a Kenobi. <laughs> Uh, Chester saying, what's that say, Chester? A Yoda. Corinne Yoda. saying an Yoda. Ewok. Good Seth Yoda. saying a Skywalker. Giannis saying a hammer. Ewok. Nobody got it right. Oh, Bullshit. The correct answer is Maul. A Maul. Oh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. That's oh, the not that. I'm not talking about those Star Wars. I'm talking about the old, the first ones that came out. <laughs> and there's no character called Hammerhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, did he have that? no, he had that crazy head. Or a mortar pistol, I don't think. No, a maw. <laughs> now, this maw was found by my father-in-law in one of his cattle pastures in South Dakota. A study from the University of South Dakota gathered data from 100 malls randomly selected from a museum's collection. They found that the average mall weight was 5 pounds. This one my father-in-law found is nearly 8 pounds, making it an exceptionally large mall. These were multi-use tools that archaeologists speculate were used to dispatch wounded bison by smashing their skull, crush animal bones to gather marrow, pulverize acorns to make flour, and tether horses to homes. And Steve, I, I know you're probably Googling it right now. There's a character in the cantina who does have like a head. I know you're talking about, but his name is not Hammerhead. You know, his name is uh, Mornaw Naden. So see, that's news to me. <laughs> Phil, would you have... He's got, head like a, that right? he's got a head like a hammer. This uh, is one I might just, I might leave. This is the worst game I've ever had. Mm, I think his dance here shook me up. Making you nervous? Yeah, but I haven't gotten one right yet. Well, <laughs> does Maul sound familiar to you, though? Like, it makes me feel I, I, When better. I hear Star Wars, I think the original ones that came out. Okay. Darth Maul is the guy who gets chopped in half by Obi-Wan in the, in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, that, falls down the big hole. Isn't I don't know Star Wars robot Is Darth Maul just short one? Darth Vader with his helmet off? Oh, no. no it's a, no. a whole different character. Okay. Yeah. I remember him on Pepsi cans as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing Very I know distinct. He's got that thing. red and black painted face yeah, with like the red. spikes on it on his he, head. And he was kind I of short. I don't think they should even to come out with those ones. <laughs> now, what, what do you think? Like, <laughs> Steve, when wrong. you look at that tool, what do you imagine folks using that for? Smash and shit. It, but, it was, but this would lend me, I would look at it and I'd have to ask Matt, Matt and Aaron. I would look at this and think that it had been hafted. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, did it, did it had been hafted on a forked stick. Sure. Yeah. Oh, they think, okay, so well, this you, was you, a half, yeah. See, you, when you see ones that heavy, you also see, like, drawings where they would, you put it in their hands and, like, tie leather around their hands so that they wouldn't lose their grip and they oh, could okay. smash whatever they were doing. Yeah. I would have pictured a, that being, like, from, the, that's a braided in there in order to be sure. hafted, but then if you put that on a, on a handle, 
That's a hell of an implement. Eight pounds. It's a lot to swing around. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Like a sledgehammer. Question five. The topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Brandon Kennan. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What is the name of the misshapen proteins that cause chronic wasting disease? What is the name of the misshapen proteins that cause chronic wasting disease? And we will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. <clears throat> a confident Steve. Seems like most of the room is pretty confident on this one. Uh, no. I've never seen that look that's on Corinne's face before. Uh-oh. Because she knows it or doesn't know it. Because I never get anything right. <laughs> Does everybody <laughs> have an answer? gives me the answers on April Fool's Day. Corey? Mm, drawing a blank. What is the name of the misshapen proteins that cause chronic wasting disease? Chester, you know this one? I should, but I don't think so. Mm. I'm doing real bad this round, Spencer. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get a scoreboard update after this. <laughs> Corey, mm. writing down an answer? Sure. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying prion, Dan saying prion, Corey saying prion, Chester yeah, saying no, without an answer. Uh, Corinne, Seth, and Giannis all saying prions. They got it. The correct answer is prion. Pulled that one out of the back. The CWD Research and Management Act has a chance to be passed this year. If that happens, it'll authorize $70 million to fund CWD research and management. If you want to help get this bill over the finish line, then go to TheMeatEater.com and read It's Time to Get the CWD Bill Done by Charlie Boer. It'll explain what the bill is and and who you can contact to show your support. Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Sure thing. Well, we have Chester with zero points. He's fighting hard, though. Looks good doing it. We've got Seth and Dan with one point apiece. Steven Ranella has two points along with Giannis and Corinne. And in first place, it's Corey. Three Ooh, points. Hey now. Corey everybody's game. Calkins. Yeah, it's still. Oh, I was feeling defeated. Easy, bud. Yeah. Question six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... No disrespect. (laughs) I want to tell you about an American-made success story and Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. Black Buffalo is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but keep the ritual with flavors dippers love. Mint, straight, and wintergreen, all proudly made right here in the USA. Tell them, Chili. The reason I like Black Buffalo pouches is, one, they're very discreet. And what I mean by that is I can throw one in and almost forget it's there. And I prefer the mint pouches. So if you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. 
Hey man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, well, what's the catch? But it turns out there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season, it was in the 70s and even up to 80. So me and my kids are pouring it to it. And after a while, I realized they didn't drink anything all day and they haven't drank anything all day. Well, that's why it's important to get hydrated and have something you're going to like to help you, encourage you to get hydrated. Doesn't matter. Outdoor events, turkey hunting, playing sports, beach days, mountain adventures. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. I'll say that again. Hydrates better than water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and you use code MEATEATER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code MEATEATER at liquidiv.com. Question six, the topic is public lands. What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? Steve writing an answer before I even finish. Well, I raised that one. Oh, okay. What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? Seth and Yanni know this one. I don't know it. Oh. I know a gathering on public lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The wilderness things throw me off. What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? Let's just keep. But we've covered a lot of big gatherings on the podcast in the last year on public lands. Okay. That's my disapproving noise. Seth is maybe changing. Nope. Sticking no, with no, it. I'm sticking was with all it. the chit chat changing your mind? Maybe? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't change. I wrote it and put it down. Does everybody have an answer about what that large gathering is called? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Burning Man. Dan saying Burning Man. Burning Man. Chester saying Mountain Ma- Man Rendezvous. Mountain <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way more fun. And 
Uh, a lot of laughing at Chester's expense. Chet, that's where my head was immediately. <laughs> Burning Corinne Man. And Seth saying me? Burning Man. Giannis, what was your answer? Burning Man. And Giannis saying Burning Man. When I started right, it was Rainbow Reunion. Can you read that question one more time? Here's the question. What large gathering is held every September at the Black Rock Desert Wilderness in Nevada? The room got it right. It is Burning Man. Yeah, the Mountain Man rendezvous moves around. Yeah. Chet, I know probably what you're thinking is how can they do that in a in a wilderness? If, is it in a wilderness? Well, it's it's just that's like its designation. It's the Black Rock Desert Wilderness. The Black Rock Desert Wilderness, where Burning Man is held, is owned by the Bureau of Land Management. The event has taken place there since 1990 and will stay there for this foreseeable future. In 2019, the BLM issued a 10-year permit to Burning Man, which costs about three million dollars annually. It's estimated that 87,000 people gathered for the burn in 2022, setting a new attendance record. 87,000 people. Has anybody in this room attended? We have somebody in production who helps organize a Montana Burning Man. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't know. I know of this person. I'd love they to. haven't been yet themselves, I don't think. I don't know. Would love to, would love to see it. Question seven. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via our very own Brody Henderson. If you have a question you Ooh. think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. <laughs> we rode very closely together. <laughs> Let's see, bro. What is the largest member of the freshwater sunfish family? What is the largest member of the freshwater sunfish family? That's a good question. Oh, that is. Big Steve might be pulling in the lead. <laughs> no, this has been caught up. <laughs> Do you know Chester? Just a guess. I like how Corey looks right now. How's he look? Not loving it. Okay. <laughs> what is the largest <laughs> member of the Sunfish family? Well, while we're all thinking about this, uh, no one cares about this but me. I'm going to go back to Star Wars for half oh. a second. Oh, no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve, I, I'm going to give you some credit because I think there's a scene in E.T., the extraterrestrial where Elliot is showing off his Star Wars figures to E.T. And he pulls off that alien we were just talking about. He says, this is Hammerhead. Oh, is that where I got I think that? So. I, think, I think so. I just popped in my head. If it's not in there, I'm going to cut this out. But for the three of you who are going to send me an angry DM, I'm just I'm putting that to bed and right that, now. And that was on E.T. That was, that's referring the, yeah. to Star Wars. Does yes. that get me back to having my point? Uh, that's, up the, so. that's up to Spencer. That, that's a, a wildly deep cut that you're going there, going for. One more time. Uh, what is the largest mem- member of the freshwater sunfish family? Corey doing more writing. Does everybody have an answer? Sure. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying largemouth bass. Dan saying bream. Corey saying crappie. Chester saying largemouth bass. Corinne saying a skate. What? Seth saying bluegill. Giannis saying largemouth bass. We have a correct answer in the room. It's largemouth bass. Oh, oh, boy. The sunfish family includes popular panfish like bluegill, green sunfish, and pumpkin seed, as well as game fish like largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, and spotted bass. We're on a three-way tie. At just over 22 pounds, the world record largemouth is twice as heavy as the world record smallmouth or world record spotted bass. Can you imagine a 22-pound largemouth bass? Just gluttonous. Just the bucket mouth on that thing. Yeah. Big. It's always like a little bit grotesque when you see a, a, a really fat perch. You're like, how does that thing swim? Yeah. That's how a giant bass like that looks. Uh, it makes you question like their ability to You could probably put his catch. lips around your head. Yeah. Big. Question eight. The topic is cooking. 
What day of the week is Thanksgiving in Canada? Mm. What day of the week <laughs> is Thanksgiving in Canada? I'm going to do my impression of Brody if he were here right now. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Spencer, what category is this question this, in again? This is, <laughs> this is cooking because it's one of the biggest... Oh, okay. Feast days of the year, whether you're in USA or Canada. Got it. Okay, I was just making sure. One out of seven chance here, Dan. Thank you, Phil. Good. What true. day of the week is Thanksgiving in Canada? This like, is a like, cooking question. It's like Dan wants me to cheat. I hope this is a. I hope this is a trick question. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Everybody have an answer. Steve, how do you feel about Dan's answer? I didn't look, I, I'm, I'm looking at you because I'm trying okay. not to look at everything okay. he writes because he, he, I've made that mistake once already. Mm-hmm. Trying to play a clean uh, game. What would be funny, Dan, is if you wrote, suck it, Steve, on the board. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Friday, Dan saying Thursday, Corey saying Friday, Chester saying Thursday, Corinne saying Sunday, Seth saying Friday, Giannis saying Thursday. What'd you write, Corey? Friday. Nobody got it right. Oh. The correct answer is Monday. It is? Oh, Monday. What do they call it? What about an Alipia? Just Thanksgiving. Oh. Wow. Since 1957, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day in Canada has been the second Monday in October. A 2022 poll showed that similar to America, the most consumed foods on Thanksgiving Day in Canada are turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, and oatmeal cookies. See, they're I not think, too different from us. I think that game, that question ranks up there with your El Dente question as being so far afield. You didn't like El Dente? No, it's just like... It's I, like, just like I liked El Dente. Well, it's not that I don't... I, I, I like El Dente pasta as much as the next guy. I'm just saying, that question, I just don't understand what it's doing in this show. What, what will you be having on Thanksgiving this year, you think? Hmm, whatever I make. Yeah, I'm sure there will be some wild game involved. That's I think all it's, it's going to be. I think it's, there we go. It's very much tied in to our four verticals. Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. Yes. Uh, out of the game with one point. It's Chester. Thanks for playing. Uh, we got Seth and Dan with two points apiece. Corinne with three. And Steve, Giannis, and Corey are tied in first place with four points. Four points. Corinne. Corinne. Three? Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> Question, myself. question nine, the topic is biology. <laughs> this next great question comes to us via Robert Robinson. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What color are animals that have the xanthrochroism condition? Hmm. What color are animals that have the xanthrochroism condition? Nobody knew this one right off the bat. Dan seems to have the quickest answer in the room. Props to Shelby is all I got to say. Shelby scored a four. four. Because this is a hard-ass trivia. Can you give me the name again? Xanthrochroism. X-A-N-T-H-O-C-H-R-O-I-S-M. Xanthrochroism. What color are animals that have xanthrochroism? Yanni, how are you feeling about this? It's, you know, how many colors are there in the rainbow? Uh, I have that one out of Just that many chances. I okay. would, I would uh, go with the, if I could do the halvesy thing I was uh-huh. recommended, I'd go for halvesies right now. Mm. It'd be like when you're playing football and you try to kick a field goal. Did Dan write an answer down quick? He did. He did, but he's about to erase it. Oh, <laughs> man. 
Does everybody well, have an what? answer? Xanthrocroism. I'm about to have one. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I might change my shit up. I feel like Let me know when you're ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm not changing my shit. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying white. Dan saying black. Corey saying white. Chester saying white. Corinne saying black. Seth saying red. Giannis saying red. Nobody got it. Come on, red! Oh, the correct answer stripe. is yellow or orange. Oh my God, I, uh, I wasn't even close. Wow. Xanthrocroism is a condition where all skin pigments other than yellow and orange disappear. It's been observed in woodpeckers, cardinals, horned toads, pythons, largemouth bass, and most recently, a crappie that was caught in Missouri that made national news. Wow. It's considered one of the rarest color-based mutations in the world. There you have it. That's why nobody knew. Question 10. Nothing on the scoreboard has changed, but who do we have left in it, Phil? Uh, now it's down to Corey, Giannis, Steve, and Corinne. Okay. Who has three? We need Corinne to get it right, the rest of the room to get it wrong. Corey looking for his first victory as well. Question 10. A really hard round, man. The topic <laughs> is hunting. <laughs> Makes me want to rub my eyes. Ooh, hunting. <laughs> Which migration flyway harvests the most ducks and has the most hunters? Which migration flyway harvests the most ducks and has the most hunters? It has both of those distinctions. Most duck hunters or most It has the hunters. most duck hunters, most duck hunters, and it harvests the most ducks. Hmm. Dan, you give up? I think I was eliminated already. You can keep playing. Yeah, <laughs> you can play if you want. I mean, Steve, how do you feel about this? I'm 90% sure that wow. I'm correct. Most duck hunters and most ducks killed. Corey, how do you feel about this? Not good. Yanni? Not if I got hunter. it wrong, I know what was right. These. Corinne? Yeah. Okay. A lot of meh. Does everybody Somehow have an answer? Right. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Mississippi. Corey saying Central. He went Mississippi Chester changed saying his Central. Corinne saying Pacific. Seth saying Central. And Giannis saying Mississippi. The correct answer is Mississippi uh, making uh, oh. Giannis and Steve oh, tied hey. for first place. Oh, I scribbled oh, over yeah. it? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I think my pen just like... Corey's pen got out of control, <laughs> crossed out Mississippi, and wrote down Central. This is according to the oh. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's 2021 waterfowl report. The Mississippi Flyway is responsible for 4.4 million harvested ducks, which is 40% of all ducks harvested in America. It also has 380,000 hunters, which is 42% of America's duck hunters. That's a good question. We are going to overtime play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense at all. You're first, you're last. You, you can be second. You can be third, fourth. Hell, you can be fifth. We are down to Giannis and Steve. The topic for the tiebreaker question is conservation, and this will be a numerical question. Whoever is closest to the correct answer will be declared our winner. What year did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban lead shot for waterfowl hunting nationwide? What year did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban lead shot 
for waterfowl hunting nationwide. Steve wrote with such confidence that it's almost as though he knows the answer. Yanni has yet to come up with one. Steve, how much did you change your answer there? How many? By one. By one year. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. I'll be close. Yanni, you think you know I this? I think I'm within a decade. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And, and Steve, how, how close do you think you are? I'm within a year or okay. two. Wow. I'm within two years. You guys both have your answer? Oh, no. I want to change mine again. One sec. Oh, man. Keeps hemming and hawing. He's not going to change it. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying 1981 and Giannis saying 1988. One of you is within three years of the correct answer. Me. Does the room want to take a guess at who's right here? Giannis. Steve. Well, because I, I started duck hunting, I started duck hunting in uh, in '86, uh-huh. and you couldn't use. And I, there's still people complaining about it. The correct answer is 1991, yeah. making Giannis oh, our <laughs> What year did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban lead shot for waterfowl hunting nationwide? Oh, nationwide. Do you think well, this was just it. about Michigan? But, but when I started hunting at night, when I was in Michigan, and I started my first legal duck year was '86, and people were bitching about not being able to use lead. Well, maybe but it was a the, statewide some thing. Some of the states did it before the Fed did that. Oh, well, that. <laughs> Steve thought the question was just about Michigan. Like I just won the boxing yes. match. Yes, Yanni is our winner. Yanni. With 1988. That was a good game. That was a good game. That was a tough round and a good game. Congratulations. Did you Thank lose you. some did you lose some confidence? Shelby. Did you lose some confidence, Yanni, on the, the 1988? Did I lose confidence? Yeah, like when Steve saw when you saw Steve was 1981, were you like, oh, I'm way off? No, like I said, I thought I'd be within a decade. Man, I was was bouncing all around, but I bounced from 83 to 82 to 81. I just kept getting worse. 1991. (laughs) What happens next is Yanni gets to choose where a $500 donation goes, so what's it going to be, Yanni? It's been so long since I've had a win, I can't remember who I'd like to support. Congratulations, Yanni. Just to remind you, you're always all over the damn place. (laughs) For his donations? Yeah. Yeah, I think you gave some to a kid's organization once, to uh, uh, a bighorn sheep. Yeah, yeah, the big horn sheep <coughs> that What's are they're fighting time? for their life over there in Vail, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give it to them again. Just as an update, well, I don't really have an update, but just so you all know, there's a little chunk of private land that Vail Resorts wants to develop and put employee housing on it. It just so happens to be that it's like the remnants of the winter range of the endemic bighorn sheep herd in the Gore Range, which is just north of Vail Resorts, um, where I used to live there in Eagle County. And uh, it would be great if they didn't build their uh, employee housing there. So what needs to happen for that not to happen? They just need to decide to... The, the town has already offered to buy the property from them and they're trying to come up with some just insane astronomical amount like you know so the town can't afford it so who will your money go to there's a uh uh like a veil bighorn uh initiative or something like that but uh, just a group is trying to kind of keep awareness alive and and keep the fight going and they're using the money for marketing or they're using the money to try to buy the land no 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 it's going to be definitely for marketing yeah. And this fight has been going on for a while. We covered it back in April. Uh, Travis Hall wrote an article for us called New Senate Bill Would Turn Public Lands into Housing Developments, and it's still something they're dealing with. Hmm. 
Well done, Yanni. Good win. Good donation. Congratulations, Yanni. This was a tough round, man. Dan, thank you for joining us. Come back next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need, and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.